Boss Rush Video Game Book Club is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our family of podcasts, head on over to patreon.com slash boss rush media to see which tier is right for you. Thanks for your continued support. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boss Rush Video Game Book Club, the place where you can hear all about your favorite video games as we spoil them. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan, alongside me for this part three and finale of the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Video Game Book Club. This is the mad pharmacist herself, Stephanie Klimov. Dragons are awesome. <laughs> These dragons were awesome. Stephanie, you're wearing a very fancy shirt tonight. Really? It's actually a dress, but thank you. Well, I can't see. I can't see from like here down. I know. I'm just (laughs) explaining to the audience. This was not to get all sentimental, but this was my Nana's uh, dress and it got passed down to me. It's very simple, but also very comfortable. Hmm. I miss my Nana. Love you. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sad, sad feelings. Anyway, speaking of sad feelings, PK Power, Pat Klein is here. Hi. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this. It's been a long week, dude. I'm sorry. It's the only thing I can come up with in the, in the moment. Oh, man. Everybody, uh, so everyone's done with Zelda, right? Everybody's put packed it away, put it in the box, put it on the shelf. Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm not even close to... Well, first of all, I'm never going to 100% this because I'm not doing the Korok thing. But I haven't really done a lot of extras. I did get the guidebook, but I crammed a lot of Zelda in one time period where I spread Breath of the Wild out. So I'm almost kind of... I wouldn't say sick of Tears of the Kingdom already, but you know, you get kind of burnt out on a game if you put too much into it. So I'm putting Mm -hmm. it away when there's a winter lull. Hopefully there's a winter lull. I will then pick up and mm. kind of complete the side quest. Well, I don't know if you saw the uh, Nintendo release calendar alone, but uh, <laughs> not sure. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, a couple Mario's coming out and, you know, gosh, by the way, I'm 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 really like I'm really excited to be done with Zelda because and I'm really excited for my PlayStation to not be broken so I can play Final Fantasy. Because I'm nice. really excited for that. But we're not here for that. Next month, we'll be here for that. We'll be, uh, I guess, spoiler alert, our next video game book club is Final Fantasy 16. And I think moving forward, we're only going to do like maybe one episode per game. Because just based on like the Hogwarts Legacy one, like the first episode did really well and the second episode didn't do well. And then oh. like from, uh, well, I don't, I don't know the second tears of the kingdom stuff yet but the first one did pretty well um and i guess we'll judge by the time the second one comes out for everybody comes out on you know this coming sunday patrons get this episode a month early so keep that in mind uh, for just a dollar you get this and more but yeah final fantasy 16 is next and you know what Mm -hmm. especially if you're on patreon we would love to kind of get some feedback for you guys on um other potential book club games for the remainder of the year Start yeah. it out there. Yeah, we're gonna start taking uh requests on Patreon. So you can head over there and look for the the yeah. the poll or the art whatever, the 
post, the Patreon post uh, for book club games, and you can vote or make suggestions, and we'll be doing that. I mean, as That's you can right. imagine, this is a, a a year of games. There's endless possibilities. A year of games. So <laughs> get out there, get on those polls, and tell us why we should do Pikmin 4 after Final Fantasy. Mm. Man, Pikmin 4. I haven't even started that. I want to play that Disney game that came out today, too. (laughs) We will spoil the crap out of Pikmin 4. And it's almost non-existent story. (laughs) What do you mean? You you crash land in someone's backyard and you find these plant people and you rebuild a rocket ship and then you take off. Well, there you go. We just had a Pikmin 4. But there's your 32nd book club on Pikmin 4. Bonus! (laughs) Mm -hmm. Bam! This is why you got to stick around for part three of Zelda to get a yeah. bonus of another I know. game. I know. Uh, also, Disney Dreamlight Valley news, guys. New <sighs> update for that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not no. kidding. There is a new update, and I have been playing it a little bit, but we're not here to talk about that. If uh, you want to talk about news updates, though, Final Fantasy XIV is getting its fifth expansion pack next year. And it's coming to Xbox. Woo! Mm-hmm. Sorry, so I'm this excited. is big, especially because the actual Final Fantasy XIV story finished with and uh, finished with Endwalker. So this is a brand new story that they're going to tell. Well, it's called what Trailblazer or something? Uh, Don uh, Don, Trailer? Don Trail Don Trail Don Trail Trailblazer Blaze Trail. Who knows? It's going to take place. It's going to be the theme is like summer vacation, so it's going to take place on a on like a tropical island. Mm. That is cool. Isn't there mm-hmm. pirates? I saw somebody floating around pirates today. There's lizard people. Yeah, that's uh, not pirates. Whatever. I mean, right, they, anyways, they have speaking, yeah, speaking of lizard people, Sorry. people are here to talk here about Zelda. Okay, enough, enough, enough of this Final Fantasy talk. Enough Pikmin. Enough Disney Dreamlight Valley. Um, We're going to talk about Zelda, and in my perspective, I know everybody's different. In my perspective, the my favorite part of the Zelda game. I know Zelda generally isn't very just just story heavy. Maybe mm-hmm. Skyward Sword is, but that's not my favorite game. I, I know people went wild and crazy, wet and wild for all the Ultra Hand building stuff. But for me, I was here for the Dragon's Tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dra- so, yeah, I guess we should talk about what we're covering here today on this one. Uh, if you missed the first two, I recommend going back and listening to those. Uh, the first one, we kind of talked about the opening and some of the story elements that happened in the first, you know, chunk of the game. The second one, we took a deep dive into the um, the dungeons and uh, the sages. And now we're talking about the dragon's tears, the ending, some of our favorite side quests, and then uh, our overall thoughts on the game. So, uh, yeah, so. We're, we we want to start with the dragon's tears, right? I thought about maybe starting with the ending, which ending awesome, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that battle was way better than the Breath of the Wild's yes. ending. Oh my gosh, it was so cool. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna go through the uh, the dragon tear memories uh, and kind of talk about how they progressed the story. And I love the story. Love the story. I was like in Breath of the Wild, like I kind of like didn't care. And in this one, I'm like, this story is amazing. Well, here's the thing. And you let me know, especially uh, Pat as well. In Breath of the Wild, they, the memories seem almost more like character vignettes. 
Uh, we mm-hmm. got to meet the champions, a little snippet in time. I mean, there is the generalized growth from Zelda hating you to, I don't know, liking you, putting up with you, whatever. Here, the Dragon's Tear story beats are actually like a progressive beginning, middle, end, so to speak, story. Which it leads to my question for you guys before we actually talk about the stories themselves is, did you seek them out in order? Which probably no. not. <laughs> and be- and if you didn't, did you feel that because there was a very progressive story, do you feel like getting them in different orders kind of spoiled or ruined things for you? I don't feel like it necessarily spoiled too much for me. Like, obviously, I kind of had a hint what was going to happen to Zelda mm-hmm. uh, pretty fast um, when I saw one of those memories, like, early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, like, I didn't really have much of a problem taking the story in, not in chronological order. It was pretty easy to piece where each one kind of fell on the timeline. Yeah. Yeah, I was the same way. I kind of found the Zelda dragon one pretty early. Um, I think it was like my third dragon's tier, actually. Because, like, I was, like, looking them, like, I was looking at a map just to kind of, like, because I knew we were going over this and I wanted to, my whole thing was, like, I want to do all the story things so that when I'm done, I can just go run around and find the shrines and the Koroks and the and the the light things in the depths and be, you know, just putz around in the world, right? That's that's what I want to do. I don't, I, I wanted to get the story stuff done so I could go do that. Um, but I did find that one pretty early. Um, and it was kind of like, nah, I, I kind of wish I didn't find, I wish that one kind of would have come last. So that one was kind of a bummer, but the rest of them, like, okay, you kind of know what happens to Raru already. You kind of know what's going to happen to Sonya, um, Minoru, you kind of assume certain things and like the, the, <clears throat> I like how they kind of told the story like that and you could kind of piece it together. The only one that was really kind of like spoilery and kind of ruined, not ruined it, but like was kind of upsetting that I found it early on was the Zelda dragon one. Uh, and then that actually, like after I got that one, I actually went and got the master sword. And so when I got to the great Deku tree, I already like, cause mm. he's supposed to tell you where the master sword is. And mm-hmm. like, I already found it. So I didn't really get the full experience for that either. Yep. That happened to me too. Yeah. I think that was the problem with like the later half of the game. Once you got through all the phenomenon is that it doesn't really explain well enough, the order you're supposed to go afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I think every single one of us, suffered the consequence of that by not getting those last memories in order. We mm-hmm. we knew what the where the sword was. Yeah, I almost I almost wish like they would have given you the memories in order regardless of mm. which dragon tears you found first, right? Like, you know, like oh, I could have found the one, you know, in the upper left-hand corner or the one in the spiral whatever. Well, I guess that one was kind of what the last one yeah i I get what you mean um i mean granted i know that the glyphs were kind of almost like a shape of Mm -hmm. what the memory represented but again like i feel like nintendo could have done something like that and that's what i mean by comparing it to breath of the wild where i'm pretty sure that you could get any memory in literally any order and it would make zero difference 
Yeah. Yeah, I kind of actually rewatched the Breath of the Wild memories uh, about a week ago. And I was like, because that, uh, you know, I was almost done finding the Dragon Tears ones. And there's a pretty clear order to the Dragon Tear memories and the other memories from the uh, from the game. And I was watching the Breath of the Wild one. I'm like, these are just kind of like you, you really can watch these in any order and like. Yeah. And then the ones that they were at the end were, you know, those were you got them at the end. So mm-hmm. that's showed like Link's fate and, you know, Ganon coming out of the castle and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. Well, should we go over them? The memories? Yeah. Uh, do you want to start it, Stephanie, or do you want me to kick it off? Or... Yeah, I can give it, give it a start. I mean, if you retrieve every single memory that is in your log, there will be other memories or clips that are sprinkled in between the dragon's tears specifically so technically the first two memories are not dragon's tears the first was when link uh and zelda i believe was yeah link and zelda recover the master Mm -hmm. sword from the previous from the due to the previous game uh to restore its power and there the Deku tree reveals that the master sword will become even stronger when flooded with sacred power which comes into play later mm-hmm. and then the second memory is yeah i uh the beginning of the game is the i kind of like right hmm. right right sorry so, you did i cut out a little yeah. bit, but oh, uh, I started talking and then you cut out and I was like, oh, she said something. I should All right, stop. Sorry, but um, OK, so here um, we'll start with tier number one. Yeah, I kind of like the I? I feel like so man, after I... you begin. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we, go ahead. Be a podcast. I didn't crash yet. <laughs> trying ahead. to I'm trying to. Um. <clears throat> No, what I was saying was uh, I I feel like the the Deku tree, like just overall in Zelda fiction or lore or whatever, like it's so he's it's so important, but like it's important that you do the Deku tree stuff first, even in Ocarina of Time, right? Like that's literally the first thing you do is the the Deku tree. And so I I wish I would have found him first. And I know like it was kind of like not really obscure of how you got there. Cause like you could just, you know, go in the depths and you know, you got there eventually, but like, I really wish I would have found that one first because that would, that would have set everything up to like, Oh, dragons. We gotta, we gotta do things with the dragons. And then like, then the story would have unfolded right in the way that it was kind of, you know, Oh, well, if you do the, the swallow, the, the, the tier, then you become a dragon and lose everything. And then like you could kind of like piece the story together and then you could kind of maybe make your own guesses about what was going to happen later. Like, is that how, you know, you, you could have made some guesses that maybe they would have been wrong. Maybe they would have been right. But like, you know, Rauru, maybe that's how Rauru sacrificed himself or maybe, you know, or, you know, then you get to the Zelda cutscene, you're like, Oh, she's, been here this whole time and she's protecting the master sword and uh that's you know i i just wish that i would have unlocked that one first um 
Well, I don't quite share the same sentiment of having the Deku Tree be the first, like, memory that you find. Just because, like, I feel like that really would, like, already give you all the information you needed to know mm-hmm. uh, about the backstory of what's going on. So all the moments where Zelda kept appearing in the present would, I mean, make it pretty meaningless, I feel. Like, sure. you would instantly know, yeah, it's not Zelda or... You know, that Zelda is the flying dragon. Right. That's wandering around. With regard to, yeah, the Master Sword's power and the Deku Tree, I, I, I've, I've not, I wouldn't say I avoided the Deku Tree, but I kind of waited till later on in my gameplay just because I'm like, all right, well, the last game, I needed a certain amount of hearts to get the Master Sword. There must be like something where I need a bunch of stuff. So I'll go to the Deku Tree later. Um, and with regard to the actual memory itself of where am I, like that—that's when I was like, "Aha! Time travel!" I knew it because she woke back. She woke up. It looked just like Hyrule, and there you see, you know, Raru and Sonia. Which, what do you guys think of? I know we're more familiar with Raru from like Kurt, like the gameplay, but this would be if we're talking about chronological order of memories, the first time mm-hmm. we see Sonia, what do you guys think of her as a character? Because I was very excited for a new character. She's got a beautiful design. Everyone kind of like freaked out when they saw her in the trailer, wondering who she is. Mm-hmm. But as we'll discuss later, as much as I think she's a good <clears throat> character, I almost feel like she's kind of very, very two dimensional. She, I don't think there mm-hmm. was, a, we got to see a lot of her as much as I'd like to see her. Yeah. I kind of felt like she was more of like a, She's there definitely for like a story beat instead of actually being a real character, right? And I feel like, I feel like you could have almost like, and, and I know like her sac, like her sacrifice or her dying is like a big story point, right? But like before that, there's nothing really, there's nothing really to her really until like maybe the very end. And even then, it's like, well, they're just connecting with Link, right? To, uh, do the do the magic or whatever right so i was excited because i feel like that because like am i am i knowing this right like zelda is like a descendant of theirs right technically well so that's another point i wanted to bring up and i don't know if that was in tier one or tier two i think it might have been tier two which is i don't think it's very terribly a big story beat tier two is unfamiliar world zelda is still with sonya and raru she realized she traveled to the past and raru recommends speaking with his sister minoru Mm -hmm. um but my Mm -hmm. question is and i know we've kind of like already spoiled the later tiers but okay raru sonya it makes sense because raru has light power um Mm -hmm. and she has time power and we'll find out zelda kind of has both but like do they have babies? Because we know one of them didn't make it to the end of the game. I mean, they must already, right? I mean, they must they must have some sort of descendant already, like a, like some sort of child that you don't see throughout right? the entire set mm-hmm. of memories, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I mean it's child it's a big, important <laughs> it's it's a plot hole for sure, but like I think you just have to assume if she's a descendant of theirs you have to assume that there is a baby somewhere, right? I mean, you just, it kind of, it kind of sucks that you don't see that and it doesn't explain it fully, but like, you know, she, I mean, she clearly kind of, Zelda kind of looks like, uh, Sonya a little bit. Yeah. And like, it's definitely, 
interesting to think about. So is she like part <laughs> goat person now too? Like, That's why I kind of would be curious to see what the first baby would look like. And and yeah. I'm saying this speaking as a havesy. Now granted, a ha- like two humans, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> man, that person must have looked way more yeah. zoni in features. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be um. I mean, it, it, uh, you know what? You gotta and, wonder how it's biologically possible. But... Thank you. I'm not trying to make it a dirty podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm just like birds and the bees. How does it work in this situation? Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Love is love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in Final Fantasy 14, you can take a, a rabbit lady as your wife if you're like, even if you're like one of the little tiny. People. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I was going to say, at least the rabbit lady is like 95% lady, but... Is she, though? Because <laughs> definitely has, like, the nose and the ears and the... I mean, I guess from, like, you know, the neck to the knees, definitely parts, some parts sort of lady count for parts going on. But... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Coming to Xbox in the spring, guys. You can be your own sexy lady rabbit person. Um. Anyway, tier number three, we meet Minoru, which, by the way, I was super sad that for a game that focused on the Zonai, there's only two Zonai, and that is Raru and Minoru. I love Minoru. She is such mm-hmm. a cool character. She, um, they, they kind of paint her as a very bookish, uh, knowledgeable, scientific, so to speak, uh, Zonai. Um, she's in her study. They they all talk to see is there a way to get zelda back to her own time mm-hmm. and i don't know kind of hitting it right on the nose here but minner is like mm, i don't know i mean there might be this one way but it's forbidden mm-hmm. but it's a way mm-hmm. but it's forbidden it's called draconification mm-hmm. by swallowing a secret stone which you'll hear secret stone many many times throughout this game mm, love them secret stones you will live forever with a caveat is you'll become a former shell of yourself in a massive yet glorious dragon yeah yeah uh yeah minoru is definitely like one of the she i mean minoru is probably the coolest character in the entire game in my opinion in terms of like you know, besides like Zelda and Link, like Minoru is like the top tier character in this game. I I love Minoru. She's cool. I wish they would have kind of like really focused more on her. And like, yeah, Raru is interesting and, and Sonya, right? But like, I think the game might have benefited of, for like Minoru kind of being that like almost like a Minna type character or a, or a Navi type character and like kind of popping in and out like giving you story beats or like being more a part of Link's journey traveling from the past, mm-hmm. you know, in, in like the, that ghost form almost. Well, I'm, we might as well kind of state that now she is later revealed in the game as the Sage of Spirit, mm-hmm. which makes sense because I believe in one of the the tiers, uh, Minoru says that her special power uh, is that she can separate her spirit or her soul from her body. What do you think about that's kind of like an interesting power. Like I don't know what I would do if I had that power. Like I don't know. Maybe I'll go haunt someone and like possess a speaker <laughs> or something. But um she she's a stage of spirit and she actually joins you in the body of a construct. Um not my Or she fate. does that though. She uh puts her soul into uh Zelda's Zonai uh 
Parapad. Thank you, Parapad. So technically, she's always been with Link, and Link Link just doesn't understand her because he's not focused. Yeah. Is that but, why? Okay. But yeah, I mean, my I think it would have been like way cooler if she was way more part of the experience. Okay. I guess. Hey, listen. I mean, we can do without that. Well, hey, listen, tier number four is where, again, chronologically, we see Ganondorf, hydrated Ganondorf for the first time, titled the Gerudo Assault, where he is with um, some Gerudo, frightening looking, angry looking Gerudo, and they send a swarm of Muldugo to attack. But the Muldugo is fought off by Raru, Sonya, and Zelda with these massive light power explodey things. And that's when Ganondorf goes, hmm... You know, strength alone or brute force alone isn't going to work. And he notices their powers and he gets that creepy little smile. And mm-hmm. the wheels in Ganondorf's head are turning. And for Secret yeah. Stones, they really revealed themselves like right then and there. Yeah, not yeah. so secret. <laughs> yeah, not very secret. Should have called them the Sacred Stones. Would or just, much... yeah. Yeah. Or teardrops. Just call them freaking teardrops. Yeah. I don't know. I guess then there'd be too many tier allegories. Yeah. I found it interesting that the the following tier, because it's a show of fealty. So it came right after the Gerudo assault. So he's like, ah, well, I guess trying to send um, the Muldugas after won't work. I'm just going to pledge my allegiance. So the next memory is, it's so, it reminded me of Ocarina of Time so hard, where he's walking (laughs) down the aisle and he kneels down in the most insincere pledge of fealty i have ever seen in my life i'm like that was just a slap in the face i mean even after he like pledges his his allegiance right like he gives all these remarks like he's not really pledging his allegiance too right like and then also uh, top it off (laughs) raru like zelda's like you don't believe him and raru's like of course i don't believe him but then he really brings up the wisdom of why he wants ganon there or ganondorf there is so they can keep an eye on his enemy. Mm-hmm. Which there's so. some truth to that. But mm-hmm. um, I wish I kind of wrote it da- wrote down so I knew the words. Part of like the insincerity of Ganondorf was he kind of made a remark like, oh, you have the power of the gods, yet you stayed down here where the rest of the zone I left. Like, why? Because mm-hmm. he was kind of like in trying to insult Raru, like, oh, you're dwelling amongst the Hylians or whatever, and all you the other godlike races vanished like i wonder why Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah i i have uh the quote the exact thing right here okay it says uh when your zoni ancestors first descended upon these lands long ago they must have seemed to be gods and then he goes on to say uh and now you rule as king and have taken a hylian woman as your wife uh and uh, your majesty has uh, certainly risen above your admirable lineage. And it's uh, most impressive. Uh, and then the last line he says is, uh, it is unfortunate that the noble zone I no longer grace the world with their presence. Um, uh, and then he kind of uh, accept you and your sister, that is, he says. And then he grins and kind of gets this smirk on his face. Sassy uh, pants. Yeah, and then he says, uh, even if something were to happen to me, both my kingdom and and the or this is what Raru says, even if something were to happen to me, both my kingdom and the 
peace it brings, these will endure for generations to come. So, Though Ganondorf does have a point. I, I still like want to know why did the rest of the zone I leave? And it's it, that shouldn't take like a very long explanation. I think that's a reasonable question to ask. Like, why are there just mm-hmm. two left? Were they just like, ah, these guys aren't good enough for us. Bye. Peace Where out. Where did they go? Where did they go? <laughs> they joined well, the other I... aliens in space. Mm. What, Pat? Sorry. I was going to say, like, Hyrule is not the world. So they could have yeah. gone like any other place. Maybe that's where the third game's going. We're going to go yeah. search for the rest of the Zonai. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well. I'll save my thoughts on that for later. <laughs> tier number six. I wouldn't call this a, a boring t- memory, but it's it's Zelda and Sonya, and they're just all drinking tea in their gazebo thing, and Zelda asks Sonya how she mastered her power, Blah blah blah. Um, Zelda does mention Link, and I do feel like Rauru kind of like teases her in almost like a paternal manner, like, "Oh, who's mm-hmm. this Link guy? We've never heard him before." Ha 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 ha. Yeah. So that seed's planted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so on that note, though, we assume they're in some sort of. You think they're in some sort of yes. relationship? You think they're like a thing? Did you go to the village and find Link's old house? That is now Zelda's house. And yet you can, it's like they shared the same house and Zelda had to have a secret workshop somewhere, you know, in a well underneath the house to be able to do like secret things um, when referring to Link. Also, you can sleep in Zelda's bed and restore your health. And Link could only do that in a bed that he owned. So. Yeah, it's it's heavily implied. I think the only, but however, when I was reading these memories, like um, on my Switch, mm-hmm. she, they use the word friend. Zelda talks about her friend or something. I don't know if that's just Nintendo just being very coy, Probably. but e- everything else to me is like, dude, they're they got it for each other, <clears throat> and I'm making, okay with. They're that. making Hylian babies for sure. Like, I never understood just quick sidebar i mean it's related how some people like oh i don't like romance in games or there's the complete opposite where people love to ship characters and then they get angry when that particular set that they ship is not what turns out to be like the whole sidon thing sidons mm-hmm. with yona apparently like the internet freaked out because they don't like yona they're they'd rather have sidon i don't know not to be with her <laughs> with link yes so like Yes. No, that's exactly what it is. Anyway, but the point is, I am okay with romances in games, movies, and novels, if done right, if not forced. And I do feel like the occasional romance between Link and Zelda, which really only is heavily implied in Skyward Sword and this game, out of all the Zelda mm-hmm. games, I think. Legend of Zelda yeah. 2, The Adventures of Link. Oh, the kids. They actually make out. Okay, yes, that one too. Fine. Yes. Three games out of like what, nineteen or something? So it's like eight eight bit kissing. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. They, they 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 make sure the curtain though is like dropped down just to the feet and then you see them get close. Oh. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. like how they did this. Like they make it subtle. Like we don't I, I don't need to see those two making out. But so what I see between them two in this game is very yeah, it's very sweet. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. But what's not sweet is tier number seven. Yeah. Sonya is caught by treachery, which 
not only was this a big story beat, but it also has some of the weirdest faces I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope people are watching Pat's face. You look just <laughs> like him. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, well, let's. Let, I'll, I'll talk about the the story part first. Is Sonia walks out with Zelda because Zelda needs to speak with her privately. And you can immediately tell this Zelda is a phony because she's all like, "You will laugh." I'm like, yeah. Ganondorf, really? Are you that stupid?" Yes, it was Ganondorf, just puppet or whatever magic thing. But they Sonia kind of was already suspecting that and Zelda was there to catch the blade haha we got you Ganondorf you can't fool us and then Sonia gets stabbed in the back by Ganondorf yep <laughs> um and that's where Ganondorf has this creepiest open mouth grin i've ever seen it's terrifying yeah. so i took a screenshot yeah it's pretty uh it's pretty creepy that whole like mm -hmm. like it's like these wide eyes and like it's like a you know what it reminds me of a little bit but like if someone put like uh you know the sloth from Zootopia yeah kind of yes. reminds me of that <laughs> like the wide eyes he's about to laugh yeah yeah but then someone had to put like wires to extend his mouth because yeah. mouths don't extend as wide as his mouth did yeah yeah oh, man so. yeah Good how times. did you think that that memory um played out because that's a pretty heavy scene do you think nintendo mm -hmm. it, it executed it well i think the scene would have hit better if we knew more about sonya like i like we didn't have enough memories of of sonya before then right like we knew she was you know raru's wife and clearly some sort of ancestor of zelda probably and but like like i said before like there's there's not enough to Sonya and it didn't feel earned, mm -hmm. you know, and it like you kind of kind of understood that this was going to happen eventually anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially at the beginning of the game when Raru shows up and like, oh, Link has Raru's arm attached to his shoulder now. So, you know, you knew he was going to die and that you just assume that Sonya is probably going to die, too. Well, Sonia was shown in the murals where where Ganon yeah. was Ganondorf was taking her stone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there was that too. So, I mean, it like it didn't feel it didn't feel earned to me. I think the scene itself is a is a pretty decent scene, except for like the weird faces. But like, <laughs> the, it's the stuff that came bef comes before it that didn't make that scene feel earned. So the f scene feels lesser. No, I, I agree. Like, I, I recall the mural and we're all guessing, like, is that Zelda? Is that Zelda? That's Sonya. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, that's a scene we needed and it wasn't bad. But um, because I just didn't really feel much for Sonya beforehand, I'm like, oh, th this sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, oh. I feel like one of the scenes later, which jumps a few tears uh, when Raru is declare war on ganondorf i feel that scene is more earned because mm -hmm. you you could still see raguru was in pain for losing his wife and mm -hmm. he wanted to you know just take on ganondorf himself and everyone's like nope nope bad idea yeah. yep oh good and yeah and then raguru does show up at the end of this memory where he and zelda essentially retreat because well this bleeds in the next tier right um birth of the demon king 
Mm-hmm. You can imagine what he does. He takes a stone and just, I don't know, slaps it on his forehead mm-hmm. <laughs> and transforms into the demon king. Isn't that also where we saw the blood moon? Yeah, First the blood, blood moon. moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's a, it's a, this scene is really cool, mm-hmm. right? Cause like, you know, I mean, Zelda is sitting there holding Sonya's dead body and watching this like, crazy tornado formed the demon king and the blood moon rises this is a cool this scene is cool this scene is scary like it makes ganon seem really scary at this point because like he has the glowing eyes now and he has like that weird like blood moon toga thing going on yes his eyes are glowing the horns are like in full this is he's scared this this scene makes ganon seem scary he went from daddy dwarf to demon dwarf Mm-hmm. To Demon Daddy Dwarf. Yep. Daddy so, Dragon Dwarf. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, we'll get there. But yeah, so understandable that Raru and Zelda are like, we're going to take a break. We're going to call time out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. After that, Birth of the Demon King, there is a non tier kind of quote unquote memory, but that's essentially just the demon king sending out his army the thing that mm-hmm. you see in the trailer like rise my children mm-hmm. blah blah that, blah you have no survivors i yeah. like that scene because that actually showed just what ganondorf like was capable like how mm-hmm. he just materialized all those demons like immediately and how they started just laying siege in hyrule yeah like it showed this guy's a threat and if he were to come back again there may be no chance to actually stopping that. Yeah. Right. And in the trailer, especially with the voice, it's like, oh, it's kind of cheesy. What does this mean? But like when you, that is now playing out in the right context with the background, I was like, man, because I'm not saying Ganondorf never felt like a threat before. Like he was pretty badass in Twilight Princess and he was, mm-hmm. you know, badass when he turned into Ganon in Ocarina of Time. But here I almost felt like it's like a, went from like fantasy scary bad guy to like this is like a really evil dude Mm -hmm. yeah and the fact that like he can summon like phantom versions of himself like you know you kind of fight them periodically through that throughout the game too right and like the um even like when when he's sitting there like shooting the his like blood moon laser at at raru and zelda and Raru kind of uses his uh, shield to block it and it, it shatters, but they get out in time, right? Like they mm-hmm. transport or something, I assume uh, out of there. But like, yeah, I'm this. He's get, he gives me like this version of Ganon gives me demise, like real demise kind of energy. Like he's he's like he's scary. He's scary. I don't know another word, but like it's like you have to emphasize how scary he is. Well, this is more. He, he felt like a threat. Right. Yeah. And this is more than Ganondorf, the Gerudo thief from Ocarina of Time, where I think he, at least in the beginning parts of the game, was more like, I'm just going to go conquer Hyrule. This is more like, I don't want to conquer Hyrule. I want to freaking destroy it. Yeah. They're yeah. different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. Sages, unite! Secret stones! Right. Oh, my, I woke my or son Raru, up. Raru, this is a bad idea. Don't go alone. Yeah. Okay, here's a better idea. I'm going to give you each one of these sacred secret stones. 
that way you, we can have an army and we can all combine our powers and uh, go and attack him. It's like Captain Planet. Yeah. Because yeah. each one of these sages had a master of an ability, and the Sacred Stone's job was to magnify that ability like a hundredfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, and I then really they summon li- Captain Planet. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really like this scene though. Like, I like seeing all the sages together. It really get, it really like gives me the memories of Ocarina of Time when you first pull the Master Sword out and you see all this. You know, kind of see like the sages mm. around, you know, in like the blue, the blue realm or whatever. <laughs> the sacred realm. Get it right, man. No, it's just, it's just a, it's just an, it's just an octagon with a blue light hanging over. over. <laughs> occasional uh, waterfalls you know i i don't think it's necessary right and i know there's like some sometimes there is such thing as too much um so i'd rather have less with more quality but i kind of wish i knew a little bit more about the sages i know that would like double more characters but like they're always in masks and when you attend each phenomena with your current sage and then you meet the former sage you get the same story mm-hmm. and the mask so i'm like well if you want to give it some flavor like at least show the face or like a name or something i, I bet mean, you they did that on purpose so they didn't have to explain who these people are no i think they did it because i think they just this is an easy way to mask animation like mm-hmm. it for a character oh. that's only going to be in the game for like i mean a total of like three minutes you know I mean, I think a lot of like you see this a lot in games when you're fighting enemies like and a lot of them have helmets or or masks on. Right. Because like if they're going to talk to you, they don't want to have to animate that character for like three seconds. So they all wear masks. Interesting. Um, That's good to know. Yeah. I mean, so we conclude that it's just laziness on Nintendo's part. Yes. The six years it took them to make this game. That's the lazy part. <laughs> I was going to say no like, animations, no backstory. I was going to say, listen, like I'm, I'm not, I don't claim to be a developer nor any, know anything about it. Oh my goodness. Hold on. Uh Oh, can you guys hear that? Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> Sorry guys. Don't call it nine 30 at night. Something's happening. Um, but like, how hard is it for a big company like N- to N- Nintendo to do facial animations for three minutes worth of a whole game? Just yeah. saying, if it was like a small indie studio that worked on a game for like a year or two, put on all the helmets and masks that you need, my friend. But I'm like, come on, Nintendo, come on. Yeah, I would have really liked to learn who these sages were. Um, Maybe DLC. I doubt it, but that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I have another thought for DLC, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, because like in the first, in the, in Breath of the Wild, you kind of learned who the predecessors were, right? Yep. And they were kind of animated and there and they, we, cool. they got their own amiibo. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, uh, think the last, no, no, not the last, second to last here, a master sword in time. Mm-hmm. Zelda retrieves. The Master Sword from Link through time, and she knows what she must do. First of all, I don't know how the heck that happened, mm-hmm. but second of all, she realizes what she must do, and I think we all know what it is, given how the previous tiers set stuff up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this mm-hmm. was uh, this scene really like was kind of emotional to watch, even though like I got it 
you know, kind of, uh, I don't know this. I, 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 I'm one of those people who like, doesn't like it when characters sacrifice themselves, especially because like at the time I didn't know, like Zelda maybe wouldn't come back, you know? And like, I love this version of Zelda so much and like to see this happen to this version of a character that I like so much is like, I got really sad when this happened and I'm like, she's just going to be this dragon forever. <laughs> like, you know, if this was any other story, I would be like, yep. And that's it. She's going to be a dragon floating in the sky forever. But I'll, a quick thought in my head, when I saw this particular tier, I'm like, because it's Nintendo, she'll turn back, which I'm like, yeah, I don't know how yeah. I feel about that. Yeah. Give me a Zelda game. that actually had a bad ending. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even None of them dead. Yeah. Even with None a, of them. Da- uh, downfall timeline in air quotes still didn't have a bad ending. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, every ending you know involved having the princess be rescued and Hyrule being happy. Like even the uh, even Breath of the Wild even before <laughs> it becomes Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean my my big question is oh, I'll save it for later. I'll, I'll save it. It's all right. We're almost rounding the end. I mean, the next part, the next memory or whatever you want to call it, is not a tear, but it's basically Zelda informs Minoru what she's about to do and Minoru pledges her her help. So that's kind mm-hmm. of where we, we learn for, for a fact that Minoru will be in the Pira pad, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of their, their, their plans are in place. Once you collect those 11 dragon tears, the 12th tier will appear quote-unquote at the spirally island um and that's where yeah zelda leaves the pira pad in minoru's care and this this is really sad guys zelda swallows the the stone and she turns into a dragon while kind of holding on to the master sword yeah and the music here like Mm. the builds and builds and builds and makes it like that much more like of a more powerful scene you know Mm -hmm. oh man this scene, this scene kind of like really made me <laughs> sad. It made you tear up. I mean, almost not quite, but it was, I felt some things in this scene. Um, so it, cause like you just see her like, d- like swallow it. And then you like, you see her eyes turn that bright blue color. Right. And like, like then she kind of like takes off, you know, and oh. it's definitely more impactful because in Breath of the Wild, we don't see her in the process of in, uh, holding back Calamity Ganon in that gross little egg sack in, in the Hyrule Castle, right? Mm-hmm. We just see in the memory that she's got to do what she's got to do. And then that's it. Then she's in the egg sack thing. Here, it's like we're actually seeing her in process of sacrificing herself. And obviously, in this case, it's kind of a bigger sacrifice and more uh, a heavier price to pay. So I think that's where it hit me because I get to witness her do, you know, doing something intentional. Um, Zelda having her own agency. Um, I can feel like it, it pains her. I almost feel like this is where a little bit of the romance part comes back a bit. Cause I just feel like there's this unspoken thing. Like she's actually going to really miss him. Mm-hmm. Like, I know she understands the duty that he needs to perform, but like, she actually like will miss, mm-hmm. you know, that she'll never yeah. see him again, never make more mem- or memories with him again. No pun intended. 
So yeah, making memories with him. Yeah, <laughs> special <laughs> memories. Hmm. Um, also, great dragon design. Mm-hmm. I have a dragon tattoo already, and let me tell you, uh, when we get to the final uh, battle, I want two more dragon tattoos. <laughs> yeah, that, you should uh, get all four of them now. Oh yeah, she's uh yeah I, you could really feel her like emotion towards Link in this scene for sure. So that's okay. We'll get to see Link reciprocate it later. Mm, yeah. So um, with that being said, that's kind of the dr- the dragon tears, the bulk of the memories. I don't know if we want to quickly touch base before we get to the final boss and ending is actually retrieving the master sword which does mm-hmm. involve the light dragon. So Zelda turns into the light dragon. Um, it eventually, you, know, you do see the dragon in the sky and it's like embedded in her forehead. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was clever because when you needed the master sword in Breath of the Wild, you needed hearts. And in this case, you needed stamina. Ah. Did mm-hmm. y'all have enough when you made your attempt? Yep. Uh, I... So I actually had to go sacrifice some hearts for some stamina to go do this. Um, I, I had been stocking up on hearts because I was like, I didn't know you needed stamina. I thought you're going to need hearts. I'm like, well, in the in Breath of the Wild, you needed 13 hearts or whatever. And like, I was like, I'm going to get all these hearts. And then I went and did it. And I'm like, you need stamina. And I do not have nearly enough. And so I had, I had to go back to like the that praying statue and like swap them out and pay a, some some rupees for it but yeah it was uh who knew right yeah that was that was a great it was such a powerful touching scene i was just wearing that flying suit costume mm. outfit so like this whole time when i was taking these awesome screenshots i was wearing that bird mask i was like damn it it kind of ruined <laughs> ruined it i'm just like Birdman pulling a sword from a dragon's head <laughs> i was wearing the twilight princess outfit oh nice that's the only outfit i've worn through the entire game i've even like updated upgraded it <laughs> i don't even remember it's been too long what i was wearing what you don't know what you were wearing on the day you pulled out the master sword <laughs> no i do not <laughs> Oh man, that sounds like an after dark topic. Um, help get us out of here. Well, not help, out of here. Uh, help us to get to the to. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we get to the final confrontation? I don't. I don't think so. I just. I really like. I just want to say I really, even though like I didn't get the the story points in order, going through and watching them in order. I really like I really appreciate Nintendo's kind of newfound attempt to tell a story. Right. And I know like previous Zelda games had stories and like Twilight Princess did a an OK job of telling a story there. And Skyward Sword was kind of like the first like real attempt. It felt like of like telling like this real story of friendship and this relationship that's building and uh, Breath of the Wild. I feel like as much as I like the characters in the story, it kind of was that story like impact wasn't as good as skyward swords but this feels like it really impacts these characters and really like truly gives you like their feelings for each other the backstory of the of of hyrule and the zonai was nice to see new characters i 
I love the story. I love I love watching the memories in order. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a really special story. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it it satisfied me greatly. I I I enjoy it. Um, so yeah, that's all. I, that's the only thing I want to recap of that. So how about you, Pat? How'd you feel like overall? None of the scenes quite had the impact to me as when Zelda collapsed uh, in tears with Link because oh. she felt like she failed. Mm-hmm. Like that one still gives me chills, but I will say the story overall, I, I like the story better uh, because I, it just one Zelda was definitely more grown up. She didn't kind of, she always came off as like whiny and spoiled uh, and just like, I don't want to deal with like, having to call my sacred power to you know she she sees more urgency in her mission you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like she knows what she has to do this time yeah yeah i agree with you pat thank you well should we get to the uh the, the the battle the final battle defeating Ugh. Ganondorf I think I mean no Pat you were the one who's like it's pretty obvious where you need to find Ganondorf I'm like yeah that makes sense Corey did you ever take some time trying to find Ganondorf I What's I did on? I I did but then <laughs> you guys are gonna laugh you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna laugh I had ah. a, I had a different mission selected <laughs> and so I was trying to go there to fight Ganondorf. <laughs> It's so where that. were you going? I don't know. I look, I don't know. Just <laughs> I started going off to like the the northeast corner of the map. I'm like, why do I have to go over here? Is there some something I have to go over here and do? And <laughs> I opened my thing. I'm like, this doesn't seem right, <laughs> especially after we all talked. I'm like, I'm having such a hard time. What is going on? To be fair, I think Nintendo kind of intended if you were to follow everything is wherever Master Koga was going, like Master Koga in the end was supposed to ultimately hint at where Ganondorf was. But I mean, like, mm. come on. Like, yeah, you just drop all the way. I thought it was pretty epic that you just, just, you go to the pits of hell. You're like in the freaking mm-hmm. center of the earth. Well, okay. I'm exaggerating, but you go pretty deep. I liked this approach to a final boss. It's not always the most fun, like the approach to the final boss in Metroid Prime Remastered that I just played, mm-hmm. because you you go through the same places you explored with Zelda in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Did you see Zelda's torch? Zelda's torch mm-hmm. that she dropped when she fell. Um, you see the mural again that was initially blocked off by rocks, and now you can blow up the rocks and see what is the rest of the mural. Yeah. Now, can we like just talk about how freaking deep that was? Yes. Like you, you, they're like, "Oh, we're going under the castle." What they didn't fail to tell is that like we're going a mile underground <laughs> in tunnels underneath the castle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I think I mean Nintendo's always been good at that at the little touches, right? Like even you know the the little things they've always the attention to detail in their even like level design i mean anything from mario to zelda to metroid to like anything that you play from nintendo really is like there's always these little details and i i love like when i saw the torch i was like i was like oh man that's such a Mm, you know that's sad yeah you know here's something that i actually appreciated as a challenge most times i find to be a pain in the butt 
because I'm a bad gamer. But, um, you know, there's usually a, a slog of enemies. It doesn't surprise me if there's a slog of enemies before the final showdown. But you just kick their butts and take their hearts, right? But in this mm-hmm. case, and Pat gave me a, a good tip, is stock up on a lot of, like, the either gloom resistance or gloom recovery. Because you there's a lionel in there like there are a lot of enemies that sure you can beat them but every time they hit you you actually lose a heart due to gloom so Mm -hmm. unless you recover them with like the sunday lions you don't really recover that health back and that's like there was one kind of playthrough so to speak where i was like only i only had a couple of active hearts left by the time i got to where I needed to get to for Ganondorf. So I was like, crap, let me go back to the sky and get more Sunday lions and make more of those. Yep. I told you specifically, if you think you have enough uh, gloom uh, cures, you don't have enough gloom cures on this. Like everything Mm -hmm. takes it away. And the final battle, Ganon, that every single attack Ganon does, it does gloom damage. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely uh, made some of the gloom like potion elixir stuff. Uh, I definitely had a lot of the uh, gloom resistant stuff when I went in there, but I had been like collecting it and doing it because I was like doing stuff in the depths. And I was like, if I'm going to go explore the depths, I need to have this stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. And then I would go explore a different part of the depths and like there wouldn't be any. I'm like, oh, well. I kind of wasted my time doing this, but I'm glad I did it because like, it doesn't tell you any of that yeah. stuff. Um, but I'm really glad that I did. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. So any, any other comments with like the descent and leading up to Ganondorf? It's kind of like, uh, <laughs> not really anxiety inducing, but like really like, Oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's happening. It's coming. And Very then, like, atmospheric. Was, yeah. Yeah. For me, though, yeah. I wish Nintendo did not put the Hyrule Castle level right there, too, because I went all the way to the very end of the depths before I realized that I was about ready to beat the game and not in the direction that I needed to go. <laughs> it's like, oh. I'm like thinking, how do I get up to the Hyrule Castle? And I'm yeah, after the forest, I'm like, oh, maybe there's that giant pillar. Maybe there's a bottom to the pillar and you just ascend through it. No, that's not how that works. I finally got to where the center is, and that's exactly where the Ganondorf fight is. So, yeah. yeah. I then <clears throat> immediately, um, what did I do? Uh, I I left. I left that dungeon pretty damn fast. <laughs> Well, thank goodness for ascend, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, ascend. What a what a strange power that just breaks the game. <laughs> Love it though. Love it. So very epic start to the final sequence where you it's essentially like a a horde. You fight you know various waves of gloom infested enemies, but you have your your sages, the real ones. They finally come to. Is it is this the right time that they come? I think that's when they come. Yep. Right, it's been a while. This is where they come during mm-hmm. the battles against the minions. Very very epic. It makes a big difference. Like it's nice to have their avatars with you, but it's just such a rewarding moment because this is what you worked hard for. If you've done the phenomenon, like. I've not only done those to get the avatars or whatever I needed, but they're actually here to help me. So I 
I had a blast fighting through it. I don't think it was particularly difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually found like a quick and easy like Zonai construction where it's literally just like a honing device and like a laser beam and two cannons and it was just literally destroying everything mm-hmm. for me. But the problem is, is usually I'm in the way because I'm also fighting the enemies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I thought it was cool. I like I like when it almost it almost felt like a like a Mass Effect vibe a little bit where like. You know, when you in Mass Effect three, when you're kind of like seeing all of your allies for like the last time and like I almost thought that this was this is what was going to happen. It was like Link was going to sacrifice himself to kill Ganondorf in a way like I kind of thought that might be where it's going uh, initially. Um, And I thought I mean, I thought it was going to be like a Neo Agent Smith sort of situation for the Matrix where like neither can. Every if one lives, the other lives. If one dies, the other dies. Type situation. Um, sorry to reference a twenty-year-old movie at this point, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I I thought that like especially like when you get to Ganon, I thought his first form was like extremely easy. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be kind of like <laughs> this is gonna be kind of like the uh, Breath of the Wild part where like you've made it here, and now they're just gonna reward you with like some easy fights. Uh, but Ganon's second form was actually pretty challenging. Talking about the demon form? Yeah. Well, let me just first tell you that I loved the theatrics of dehydrated Ganon turning into hydrated Ganon. Mm -hmm. Him like Mm -hmm. the the don't look, was that the don't look away um, quote that he says? Yep. Yeah. And he like, shing the samurai sword but yeah no but i i do like the sword the hand-to-hand combat reminds me of twilight princess a little bit Mm -hmm. i think yeah that first form is a bit easy but that gets you acclimated right because once he turns into his demon form and he hits you you lose like maybe not even one but like two of your hearts due to gloom and that that mother effer you 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 flurry do the flurry rush that dude will flurry Mm -hmm. rush you Mm-hmm. It just gets worse and worse the lower his hit points go. That he can like literally do it. Like you flurry, then he flurries, and then you have to flurry again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found my I found myself running away a lot. <laughs> yeah, I I I struggle with timing anyway. So what I do is I instead of him flurrying because I'm flurrying, I just like swipe at him to cause him to flurry. So like mm-hmm. I only need to do it kind of once, not twice. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have like he he rotates, I believe, between three different weapons. I think sword, the... spear, club. Yes. Sorry, other way around. Sword, club, spear, sword, club, spear. He just he yeah. does that circle rotation. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone felt like one of those was easier than the other. I think the sword was kind of the easiest for me. Um, the club's just a big strong weapon you just gotta avoid it he sends shock waves of gloom yeah i i think the club was easy to because it had a larger wind up it was easy to flurry that one uh i found the spear easier to dodge aside because those were mostly straight attacks Mm -hmm, mm um though honestly it got to the point where i pushed him against the wall and that's how i screwed him over like he can't flurry by jumping backwards you know ah well he he flurried but he couldn't get away from my attack so got it 
I just literally kept him on the wall and just attacked him. <laughs> oh, and all the while, um, the sages are still there helping you until there's a certain point in the second phase. Yeah. You just like knocks them out and be like, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, it, that usually happens though in, in these games, right? Where like uh, that second form kind of takes a, like a, like half, like when the halfway point of his life goes down, he just becomes even more powerful, right? Like it was, man, it was so, like when they're not helping you and he like, gets even more like demony and like he does the like come at me with his hand and he's like mm-hmm. laughing under oh, his yeah. breath mm-hmm. i'm like oh my gosh this is so a fun. cocky guy yeah yeah you know what i but i i did appreciate the sages for when they were there not necessarily because they were doing a lot of damage to ganondorf himself but he remember how he had like made like little clones of himself so mm-hmm. it was a bit chaotic so i kind of let them kind of take take care of the clone ones while i just focus like keeping my eye on the real demon king because it can get really chaotic in that fight oh yeah which i will say i did not experience any lagging or chugging from my switch which i was kind of worried about how did you guys experience any performance issues Mm -mm, i didn't i know it definitely ran pretty smooth this game ran pretty smooth overall Mm -hmm. it was uh you know, I I very rarely had any sort of frame rate dips or anything. It, this game definitely, like, really great performance, uh, especially in, like, heavy fight. Like, especially, like, when there's a ton of enemies on screen. Like you said, when he when he has his, like, shadow versions of himself mm-hmm. and your allies are with you and you're, like, trying to avoid stuff and he sends, like, those little flames out, right? Like there's a lot going on on the screen yeah. at one time in such a small space. And like this, I didn't feel any hiccups or anything. Yeah. That was a great, um, great experience. Yeah. Uh, this, this boss fight though, and even like before the final phase, like this boss fight felt like this was a great final boss fight. Like I, I really thought that this was like way more, epic and feel feeling of like i'm actually gotta like try at this because breath of the wild like it didn't feel that way i mean if you did all the the divine beast like his health was like already halfway down right and then you just kind of shot yeah, i was the giant. gonna gonna ask um first few forms of ganondorf versus calamity ganon uh what'd you guys prefer oh the ganon for ganondorf for sure mm-hmm. yeah now that Breath of the Wild probably had one of the worst final bosses I felt yeah. out of any of the Zelda games. Yeah, I think they I think they wanted you to feel like you actually accomplished finishing the game, and like by the time you got there, like it was truly like that. I mean, that I I I think when the, the game first came out, I said this that that boss fight was like the easiest part of the entire game, and it was kind of for such a great game. Like that was pretty disappointing. Was that boss fight, and this felt like it totally redeemed itself. Exactly, and I would think it's safe to say that we feel the same with the final forms because Dark Beast skin was incredibly a letdown. Um, whereas, uh, if I can move on to the final, 
where apparently you piss off the Demon King so much that he says that he's willing to do anything just to eliminate you, mm -hmm. which I think is, oh, I'm like, I thought he was a bit smarter than that, but I guess he just mm -hmm. really hates you now. Yeah. Um, he swallows the the stone. He just rips it from his forehead. I'm like, yeah, Damn. he does. Uh, he eats it. I think this the eating of the stone uh, visual was a little weird looking. He two handed that stone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this little <laughs> tiny like skittle sized stone. He just like, bah. Right. And but then, like, oh come on, cut it. Oh, I was going to say, when he rips it out of his head, he just, like, literally just, like, grabs the whole thing and just, like, rips it out. I'm like, oh, this is, like, this is so aggressive. <laughs> I mean, I get he's angry, but it's so aggressive. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Women like that. <laughs> I mean. I guess so. It's like, hey, he, you know, it, it's yeah. just like how the guys like Lady D stepping on them, oh, you know, gosh. ladies yeah. like Ganon throttling them. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> well, he got throttled by that stone, and he. At first, I'm like, "Oh no, he's not turning into calamity," because the little smoke whoosh thing was very mm -hmm. calamity-like. I'm like, "Oh no, please no!" And he turned into a dragon. Yeah, that whole visual of him turning into the dragon was awesome. Uh, like him kind of coming out of the pit and up, like through and around the castle. Mm -hmm. Very cool visual. Very, very cool visual. And I keep talking about how things are epic, but I think this is one of the most epic scenes just by the scale. Because then Zelda's, Zelda, the light dragon, comes zooming in. And you're like, you're high up in the sky. And you see both dragons come head to head. It is mm -hmm. an absolutely fantastic visual. Like, it does feel so huge, so massive. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, damn. Visually impressive for a Switch game too, right? Like you see, like you see both dragons over Hyrule Castle, over like, and then you can like still see across the land, right? Like this was, mm -hmm. this this scene was like graphically intense, and anim animation was intense. Like the whole thing was just a masterpiece of a showcase of what the Switch can still do this mm -hmm. long into its uh lifespan um but yeah i mean like like you said stephanie like when zelda's dragon comes in uh it like seeing them kind of face off against each other a little bit and like her trying to get link out of his grasp and everything really cool visual and like the way like she you're know, like the dragon catches link so cool uh, and the way they like, like kind of use that mechanic throughout the boss fight is really cool too. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of the actual fight itself? The actual fight was not bad. I kind of figured the final fight was going to be gimmicky. Uh, just kind of based off of how Breath of the Wild's final fight was gimmicky as well. Um, like, overall, like, I... I'm I'm gonna say something a little controversial. <gasps> I did not like the fact that he turned into a dragon because to me Ganondorf was always supposed to be the pig, mm. and so now you know we completely ignore the fact that that's what Ganon has been the demon pig for countless of games, and now he's a dragon. Mm -hmm. That's a, dragon. no signs of being a pig. That's a good point. 
but we could make the argument that he still could be a pig, but he only and he only turned into a dragon because of the draconification. Mm-hmm. Eh? Yeah. Eh? Then give him a pig nose. Come on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> make him a pig nose dragon. Where he goes oink oink. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I agree with the, the gimmicky part. Mm-hmm. Like I it was definitely like easy the easiest part, but yeah. I, I forgave it. Was, it was it was awesome, like cinematic wise. Uh yeah. I think it was the cinematics that helped helped it. hmm But mm-hmm. yeah, nothing that you learned throughout the entire game helped you in that battle. That was yeah. basically just go find the glowy bit and smack it. Jump yeah. off and do again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely the easiest part of the fight for sure. But uh, I think that like just the scale of the fight really saved it. Um, and like, look, I I mean, I kind of like this kind of break in the boss fight because the first, like, especially the second phase, I had a ton of trouble with it. Now, granted, I was super tired and uh, <laughs> didn't sleep uh, to do that. But like, it that second phase in particular was so it was really hard for me. And so like having this kind of epic kind of easy fight, but really cinematic and kind of able to finish it and ha- like be feel like I accomplished something was really, uh, I enjoy, I enjoyed it. I, I love the fact that the dragons are like facing off and you're just kind of jumping from one to the other. Um, so that's kind of how I feel. Nice. Uh, what about you, Stephanie? What I mean, what I mean, you kind of, you kind of <laughs> said, but you kind of didn't. I mean, did you? What What do you think I of the fight? Said, but I kind of didn't. Yeah. So, um, no, the I I really enjoyed the the dragon fight. I do understand it. You know, was the easier of all of them, and like Pat said, the quote unquote gimmicky part. But I was too busy enjoying the fact that I got to leap off of Zelda Dragon and literally dive bomb my way onto Ganon Dragon's back, and then just leap off again and ascend into the sky. So it was it was like a, it was more of a victory lap. Mm-hmm. And a much more fun victory lap than the Breath of the Wild version. So I, I was okay with it. And um, yeah, that the final strike, the final blow to Ganondorf Dragon was also like, whew, that dragon was in a lot of pain. I was like, oh yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Sword goes right through the head. That, that's a common theme, <laughs> right? Yeah. Remember I mean, when that happened in uh, uh, Link's, not Link's Wind Waker. Waking, Wind Waker, and it was human form where the sword goes through the head. And it's like shit. He dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like that callback. Mm-hmm. But then, like, there's just like this atomic explosion. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, what is happening here? So, oh. Which is, it's kind of funny when you mention that because you were talking about you didn't know the ending in the previous. Uh, the book clubs before then you were like oh you know wonder how the sequel is going to be and it's like dude he he ain't coming back <laughs> he he was atomized yeah yeah well i mean you could i mean we'll he ain't coming back a little no. bit you could have different a different villain though right i mean yeah you can have a different, different villain, villain but it ain't gonna be ganondorf <laughs> no nah, he's pig, Ga- pig ganon yeah pig ganon no, um, no pig ganon was the one before vadi yeah, there you I mean, go. Body would be the one. Just right? like body, yeah. I I I would prefer body. Yeah, I mean that seems like 
a natural if they I mean if they kept this art this series going right I mean if they don't mm-hmm. like start something new the next time around um, right. which is something we can talk about later but Who wants to take us home with the the ending sequence oh okay. man like this this was good yeah it was it was pretty powerful link link uh got naked for this scene apparently um but i kind of wonder why they t- decided to take off his shirt I, for this I, mean, I think it was more of like a hey this is going to be a cut scene that's kind of important and we don't want somebody wearing like an elephant nose and some kind of like bird costume right but we the thing is be- the pants were whatever you had on I mean, well, then, you know, I mean, oh, well, I mean, if I think they wanted to show the arm, maybe was like the big thing, right? And like, there's not really like a sleeveless costume. So maybe that was the thing. Because like, when they heal, like, obviously, the the part we're talking about is like, they're kind of floating in the middle of the sky for some, they didn't decide to do this on the ground. They did it like, you know, three miles up in the air. Uh but like his arm is healed after this part, like after they like use this the light to save Zelda and Zelda turns back into Zelda from the dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh like his arm is kind of normal again, you know? And yeah, I think they I, wanted to show that. Yeah, that makes more sense now. Yeah. Them healing his arm. Yeah. Well yeah, so you know, Link kind of looks up and we see Raru and Sonya and they're, they don't say anything, which part of me, part of it makes sense. Like, it, I don't know, but like Raru has spoken to Link before. So I would have thought at least Raru would have said, good job or thank yeah. you or, but no, I, whatever. It's fine. And then, oh, Pat, this, I know we, we talked about this when it happened, but I loved how this game came full circle when Zelda regained her physical form and she was falling and you had to catch her because Link, mm-hmm. not that I think it's his fault, but he failed to catch her the first time. Mm-hmm. That's right. That, that I thought was probably the best part of this ending was mm-hmm. the full circle because it made it so much more emotional um, where Link finally, you know, reaches out and his physical hand, grabs her and then he can pull her in and then he takes the fall mm-hmm. into the lake mm-hmm. uh, to protect her. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of reminded me of the scene in uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home when Andrew Garfield got to have his small redemption. Mm-hmm. Like that, that scene meant a lot too, to me. Yeah. Uh, um, I like redemption stories and that yeah. particular scene was Link's redemption. Yeah. Well, I and feel I- like, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to quickly add to like redemption stories do carry a, a certain type of a weight because I don't know, it just means a lot more when you when when there's growth. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, I mean, I really like like you had to hold A to grab her hand and like that's like that frame, just that frame of him grabbing her hand and you kind of see her hand kind of like like give a little bit of a grasp, even though she's still like kind of out of it. Like that little touch was like, Oh my gosh, this is like, I don't know that that got me. I failed that. the first time. <laughs> Cause I wasn't sure how long to hold it. 
<laughs> what happened? Did she just like drop and then they redid the scene? No, no. They, I still had some time because we were still pretty oh. high up. They just like did it again. And I'm like, all right, I know what I was supposed to do. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. And then like when he carries her out of the lake too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just feel like their connection is so felt in this entire game. And it, it's, ugh. oh, it's so good. Seriously, how can you be friends after that? Like, I know they should have been making Hyrule babies right there in the field. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, she's going to jump him right there. (laughs) They're in a field where no one else is around. They just saved Hyrule again. She hasn't seen him in thousands of years. I don't know, but if I've been thousands of years as just like a dragon in the sky, I'd probably want to take a shower first. You were just in the lake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like even the way she looks at him, right? Yeah. Like it's just like very like she's so glad to see him and happy that he's there and realizing that what happened is it's like. Yeah, it it makes it believable. Like the the look on her face, like she just genuinely didn't think she would live to see the day that she would be back as a Hylian and with Link. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I just I think this whole scene was great. And then like, you know, when they kind of uh, the whole thing though, like the castle is still in the sky. How they're gonna get it down? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think at this point it's safe to say you just move. Yeah, yeah let's not use that <laughs> castle anymore. It's got bad juju. I mean, Pat, you said earlier in the show they have that house. I guess that that's yeah, where they're going to live. Yeah, Zelda lived in Link's house after the calamity, and she built a school in that town. Like seriously, I could almost just see Hyrule just not existing and just being separate little towns. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Or them building a new castle somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I yeah. think we all got the the true ending, right? Because we yeah. got all the sages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the true ending? Like, I, I wouldn't say I liked it, but I just thought that, ooh, true ending. Like, yeah. I wonder if there's going to be something really significant. Still touching. Mm-hmm. Um, does anyone want to cover that? This this ending makes me think that they're making another Breath of the Wild game but with what? these characters. Interesting. This this and because they say they're going to protect the land no matter what. Like th- from this, what? <laughs> we're going to find out. But I mean, this honestly, this true ending kind of makes me think they're going to revisit these characters again somewhere somehow. Uh and I I do want to get into that a little bit, but I want to finish talking about the game first um, mm. because we're going to kind of hit on our overall thoughts of the entire game. I mean, the stuff that we did, I guess, uh, so far. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like this scene. I like seeing all the characters together. Not really needed. I like that we got to say goodbye to, uh, to Menaru, though, because, like, yeah. she, she, again, really cool character. Um. So, yeah, I I like seeing all the characters together, and it kind of reminds me of them, kind of like the sages standing around the, you know, yeah. with with mm-hmm. Raru. Yeah, it, it was a direct reflection of how all the uh, tribes swore fealty to Raru, and again, it's like Hyrule is united. All the tribes 
are again pledging their loyalty to the one princess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was touching. Yeah. Yeah. I I I really liked it. I'm sad we had to say bye to Minoru though. But I I wonder I want like I want to see more of that like them though now. Like I want to see more of Minoru and Raru and like what is the spirit realm look like you know what is it what what is this like a version of the twilight realm right like what where are they at you know it's i have so many questions that's kind of like my wish list for dlc and because it's on my wish list i know it will definitely not be in the dlc my (laughs) two wish list items for dlc would either be to spend more time with raru sonia and the zonai so whether it be like with zelda in the past which that ain't gonna happen but that'd be cool Mm -hmm. the other Mm -hmm. is and i've heard this talked about on the zelda cast is draconification right you swallow a stone you become a dragon there are already three dragons already circulating dinral Farosh and Nadra, which we haven't seen the Triforce either, and they kind of represent like the three goddesses by name. It would be so cool if the DLC explored like those dragons. Were those used to be living beings that went undergone draconification? Mm-hmm. But I know for a hundred twenty percent fact that the DLC will not address those two things. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be DLC for this game. Yeah, I don't either be surprised if there wasn't so yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if there was dlc but i mean the fact that they kind of came out and said that the original ideas for this game were originally dlc ideas for breath of the wild that they just evolved into an entire game um i don't know and i wonder how many people are still going to care about this game in like a year you know i mean people will right i mean Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I, I figured if there was going to be DLC, it would have been announced by now. Yeah, because I, I feel like the season pass for Breath of the Wild was announced before the game came out because you could buy them together. And then you think of all the other DLCs like Xenoblade, or yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles or Fire Emblem. They were either announced like just before the game came out or like within weeks after. Yeah, my my only thought to that though is like this game has a very specific ending and I wonder if the DLC would take place after the ending and they didn't want to spoil the ending. I was going to wait till hold out till the September direct because mm-hmm. the Amiibo are, are for holiday. So I guess it's possible the DLC could come on the holiday, but again, it's more mm-hmm. of a, well, we'll see what happens. If it's announced, it's announced. If it's not announced, then it's not announced. We've already got a lot of other to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I still think, I still think there's going to be a third game in this universe though. All right. So can, let's talk Mm -hmm. about that now then. Cause why? Cause I don't know if I can handle a third game in the same Hyrule. The the Sky Islands and Depths, great, but I, it's enough. Yeah. I mean, we were kind of talking about this on the Boss Rush podcast, you know, um, where, and we kind of ended that conversation because we wanted to save it here, but like. If they re- I I lo- I love these versions of Zelda and Link in these characters. I love this version of Zelda. But they got to go somewhere else next time. If they do another game in this Hyrule and like you know that was that was kind of in my issue with this game in general, like as much as I love it and as much as I loved playing it and being with these characters again. But- 
fine. My backpack fell off the chair. There's a ghost in here. Um, Maybe it's Minoru. It's fine. That was scary. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> as much as I love this game, like I feel like the sense of exploration was gone because I spent so much time in this world already with Breath of the Wild. Yep. And so I felt like I was... It almost felt like I was going through the motions, you know, and like, yeah, when I hit a story beat, that was awesome or the new shrines were great. But like. I didn't I didn't feel like I needed to explore the world because I had already done it mm-hmm. and that kind of like took this game down a step for me from Breath of the Wild because that sense of exploration was gone. And so if I like if we went somewhere new. I feel like this that would have been like a a better game in a sense because it would have been that sense of exploration would have been there. But also I think they kind of did they did enough to make the world still feel fresh, right? But I just always knew where I was and kind of oh, well I need to go here to do this and I knew where I was going, you know. No, yeah, I um in Breath of the Wild, I wanted to climb every hill, explore every nook and cranny. In this case, I'm like, I'll, I'll hit the caves. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I, you know, I know Nintendo said this is kind of the new Zelda way, like maybe the open worldy type stuff. But mm-hmm. I just do a different Hyrule next time. <laughs> We're good. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of places you could go, right? Like you could, I mean, you could even go to something like a new version of Termina or, you know, if like, I don't know, if, like a Twilight Realm exists in this world that you could go like to a different realm. You could go to, I mean, if Low Rule exists in this world, I don't know. But uh, I mean, maybe the depths kind of took that place. But here's the thing: I don't think Nintendo cares about their previous <laughs> Zelda titles. I don't think they care enough. No. I think they showed that with the this one too. Like they almost took everything that happened in Breath of the Wild and just like, oh yeah, that happened. You know, we we could we have tied Calamity Ganon and Ganondorf together? Absolutely. People originally had theories that maybe Calamity was Ganondorf's power leaking, mm-hmm. you know, like he accumulates power and it leaks out and that caused the, like the calamity. But no, we, we, they were basically separate events. And in one of the notes on Ganondorf's character, it said the calamity is the reason he uh, started gaining powers because it broke the seal around him. Hmm. So like, so why do we have a character named Ganon and another character named Ganondorf? They used to be one and the same. Yeah. Yeah. Timelines. I don't think Nintendo cares. I mean, no. like this has no <laughs> viable reason to the timeline or anything else of that. Yeah. Like, I'm, I think, I mean, Nintendo's always been that way though. Like they want to make a good game first and like they'll, if they can tie it into something, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Miyamoto was always um, always against like stories. He wanted the gameplay to be the key. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I am a little shocked that this wasn't kind of tied more into Breath of the Wild, like in a real serious way. Like, I mean, yeah, the opening was clearly like a se- okay, we're doing a sequel, but like 
it kind of felt like it, it could stand alone as its own game, which I think maybe they wanted to an extent to get more people in. Like they didn't feel like they had to play the Breath of the Wild to get the most out of Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I, I didn't like, though, that the events followed exactly the way they did in Breath of the Wild. Like you had each location for the major phenomenon were the locations of where the divine beasts were mm-hmm. like they didn't even bother to shift it up like throw some in a mountain or like go explore the jungle more it's it's we're just reusing the same locations again nintendo did a lot of that in tears of the kingdom mm-hmm. um for sure uh, yeah you know, and speaking of continuity, it did kind of bother me. Certain characters seemed to not know who Link was. I think the biggest one that sticks out like a sore thumb for me, and I was actually like kind of offended as the player, was Hudson. He like acted like he didn't know who I was. I was like, hey, hey, hey. We went through a whole side quest together <laughs> in Breath of the Wild, and you're treating me like you don't know who I am. Oh, Lame. Man. I mean, he does have all those people holding up his signs all over the place, so. <laughs> that dude has it rough yeah. Um, so yeah I mean I think in terms of this game I think it's an amazing game I think it's an amazing accomplishment but I still feel like story wise it's way better than Breath of the Wild in terms of the game itself I still think the magic of Breath of the Wild makes that game higher on my list than this one Um, so Yep. And I will say that I feel like this game basically made Breath of the Wild irrelevant. I agree. I have zero reason to go back to Breath of the Wild. This many reasons. Yeah. That's just us, Corey. Don't don't let us make you think that your opinion's wrong on that. No. I, it, yeah, it, yeah, sorry. The game was just too similar to Breath of the Wild in the exact same way that A Link Between Worlds was too similar to A Link to the Past that it made A Link to the Past completely irrelevant because you're practically playing Link to the Past 2.0. Yeah. No, I uh, I 100% agree. I'm I'm just saying my experience like mm-hmm. I think I do think that Tears of the Kingdom is like the definitive version of these two mm-hmm. games at this point. Like if yeah. you're going to play one, it's going to be this one. Right. Uh Mhm. I'm I'm just saying like the magic of Breath of the Wild and playing that game for the first time was lost in this game because oh, I agree. of its I can see that directness. Yeah. Yes. Know? So like walking out into the Grand Chateau or the Grand uh mm-hmm. Plateau, not Chateau, Plateau. The Great yeah. Plateau. And just yeah. seeing the world, you know, just mm-hmm. yeah. Vibrant. Yeah. Uh and like I I still really feel like the dungeons in this game were a thousand percent better than the, <laughs> the divine beasts um mm-hmm. i really like the sages i really like some of the evolutions of this i, I think the story was a thousand percent better and uh you know that that would be the reason to play this game is for the story and the characters and the and the divine or in the the dungeons uh mm-hmm. the shrines i think a lot of the shrines are really well put together uh, the, yeah, the shrines were definitely well, much better thought out than yeah, um, and uh, the dragon tears were definitely worth it. Um, so that's my final thoughts. Anybody, uh, what what's next? What are we do? What are we? Are we done? Is that is that it? Did we do it? 
I think we can put a nice bow on top of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. We waited six long years for this. Um, I I did not mind paying $70 for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said at the beginning, I, I played a lot of it, uh, but because I kind of already played it in Breath of the Wild, I am more... I'm I'm more likely to be able to be okay with putting it down so I can play other games and revisit it another time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I after I think after like after I play Pikmin 4 on the Switch, this will be my like this might be my I'm in bed and I want to do a shrine or two before I go to bed type game now, right? Um and uh while I play other games, right? Like I still want to play Final Fantasy 16, which is the book club, like we mentioned for next month. I still want to play the Star Wars game uh, that came out earlier this year, Jedi Survivor. Um, Starfield comes out soon, which who knows if I I mean, I'll play it. I'm excited for it, but that game is very daunting and a game that I don't know if I have enough time to play, (laughs) to be honest with you. You know, I've never beat Skyrim. Yeah, dude, I played an hour. Of Sky- <laughs> I I played an hour of Skyrim, and I couldn't get out of the, that town where the dragon was attacking, and I just quit playing. I tried it three times. I didn't know my it my issue was I just never really touched the main story. I did like well, I went all around everywhere else, but not the story. So yeah. I I played like a hundred hours in the Skyrim, but just never beat it. It's. <laughs> It's funny because, like, I actually really loved Oblivion, and then I never, never played Skyrim past the first hour. Well, I will say one thing: I think that the end credits music slaps. I think the soundtrack to Tears of the Kingdom slaps. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. there are other games with much better music, but I'm just saying, I love the orchestral continuation of Zelda music. So I just want to throw that in real quick because I've been mm-hmm. listening to the soundtrack on repeat. I understand a lot of it. It's remixed Breath of the Wild, but mm-hmm. I like the Zonai weird dissonant yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um I can say that some a lot of my predictions were very wrong. <laughs> very wrong. Uh, uh because I thought I thought there might be some sort of like Twilight realm twilight princess references in here because of all the green stuff but it just ended up being the zone i tech and i was like yeah well close not really uh, time travel though mm-hmm. definitely in there not like real time mm-hmm. travel just cutscenes, but um <laughs> so all right well i guess in six years we'll see uh this the sequel because i think there's a third game coming uh maybe anyways, 12 years we might have to double that Oh, I know, because mm-hmm. they got to build a new landmass for us to explore. They can't do this again. Uh, anyways, uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Uh, remember, Boss Rush Book Club, you can get one month early on Patreon for just a dollar, as well as a bunch of extra goodies over there. Uh, Stephanie, Pat, thank you for your time, as always, on this Boss Rush video game book club. Uh, next month, Final Fantasy, uh, the following month, TBD, maybe something that you guys vote on. So we'll figure that out. But uh, make sure you play Final Fantasy for next month, everybody. Uh, thank you for we watching. Great. Do whatever. Subscribe to the channel. And we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Secret Stone. Secret Stone.
If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. The Boss Rush Podcast is a product of Boss Rush Media LLC and is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio. This show is produced, written, and directed by me, Corey Dierig. My co-hosts are Stephanie Klimov, Laurent Dawkins, and Edward Varnell. You can find Stephanie at Klimov underscore author on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on the EXP cast. You can find Laurent at Exodus803 on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, and also on Crossroads, the video game podcast. You can find Edward at that retro code on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting Nintendo Power Block. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Corey and HD, and find me hosting Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast, and co-hosting Nintendo Power Block. Find the Boss Rush Podcast on all social media platforms at Boss Rush Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network Discord and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.